What's up, Connection? We are back with another installment of No So Network. This time we are here. Call each other out on our bullshit. Bullshit being, back in November, Scott Shifflett and I kind of built the WrestleMania card from scratch right before the Survivor Series and had a nice, fun six months out exercise to see how we were doing. And uh, we had a little pre-production meeting and we said, wow, we're going to keep 12.5% of this card. <laughs> I, you know, I said 10% of this card's right, we're doing good. If 25% of this card's right, we're doing great. And we are closer to the uh, the good than great, call it if you will. But we, uh, we're we going to keep two out of 16 matches we went over. And uh, we're going to go from there. So, Scott, before we get going on this, how you doing, bud? Ryan, I'm glad to be back here. I really hope we don't get any more talents released after we release this podcast. Because immediately after the past podcast was released, all of Hit Row was gone. Morrison was gone. You know, I, I don't really know who else the WWE can release and still have a viable two-night WrestleMania card, as we saw with the Royal Rumble. They had to plug-and-play a lot of legends, especially on the women's side. The men's Royal Rumble felt like the 90, like 95 Royal Rumble with just a bunch of jobbers and, like, three names that could win. Oof. Yeah, we were toast right away when we said Miz and Morrison were on the card, and then Morrison was released the next day <laughs> after releasing this. You're like, oh, this, this is going to go well, Scott. But, um, you know, we plan on doing a part two on this just to kind of see where we're at and we had fun doing it last time so so what are we six weeks out now yeah six weeks uh it's gonna be a great time um in dallas both nights the only wrestlemania i've been to was four was 32 which people hate on which will always hold a special place in my heart hopefully they don't have another repeat of 32 of how despised it is um and you know we uh we set it up for them perfectly and so they can steal our ideas well we can get you know, bring our grade point average up. But we are recording this on February 8th, 2022. So things are announced on SmackDown or Raw after this, before this is released. Man, we don't know. We're just kind of going on it from Tuesday night, February 8th's perspective. And that's kind of, I wanted to do this soon, sooner than expected, but I didn't want to do it, you know, too late where we kind of know too much of the card. I like the kind of filling it out part. And we only have two matches announced and those two matches are Royal Rumble winner Brock Lesnar versus the Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Is that going to be belt for belt? I don't know. We'll go over that in a little bit. We'll see. And then we have Ronda Rousey, Royal Rumble winner, going after the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Now, last time around, we had Ronda returning. So we got that right. Kudos, kudos to us. But we had her against what I think most people expected would be in being Becky Lynch. We didn't realize that Fox had the smoke, and Fox got the smoke with Ronda. So Ronda's back for, what, another year or so? So we're going to get that Becky Lynch match with uh, six stadium shows this year, but we're not going to get it right now. We're going to get Charlotte Flair. Now, do you think that's the right decision, everything put together, or do you think it should be Becky because that's where the heat is? I think it should be Becky. I mean, as we saw on the last Monday's, there was still a lot like, you know, Ronda punked Becky out. So we're just going to wait a year for the story to finish being told because Becky did in Ronda's. I know she wasn't pinned, but Becky did like win the title. She was Becky two belts um, a couple years ago at Mania. And now we're, we're doing the Charlotte feud, which I think it will be a good match. I really enjoyed their Survivor Series match they had a couple years ago. Awesome. But the story yeah. that I want is 
Becky versus Ronda. And, you know, I know Becky has a couple other things set up, like, I, you know, with Bianca and possibly Dewdrop and Liv. But I would have been more as a fan, more excited for Ronda saying, you took what was mine. Now I'm taking it back type deal. I, Her going after Charlotte just feels like it's not the main course. It's It'll probably be like the main event for night one. Uh, we can yeah. pro- probably both admit that, but it's it's not as great as it could be. Now, I'm sure they'll have a banger of a match, but from a story perspective, I'm just not feeling it. Hopefully, that, like you said, we have six weeks ahead. Hopefully, they can light it on fire, just like the three-way was lit on fire last um, last time these women fought, where they had that uh, – I love that angle where they all got arrested. And they broke <laughs> yeah. out of the cop cars and started just beating the hell out of each other. I thought that was great. Too bad Ronda broke her wrist for real, and that affected the match. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you know, they have some sugar glass this time with that. Um, but it was uh, it was an awesome angle. And, you know, WWE, people always say they do their best work from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania. I, I still hold that to be true, even though we got off to the, uh, you know, some people think we got off to a shaky start with the Royal Rumble. I still believe that until the, it's proven wrong that WWE will do their best work in the next six weeks. Yes. And I think just like us right now, I think they are figuring out. But we have one woman's title match announced you know we can't change these two but let's figure out becky real quick let's get this flowing becky bianca what do you think i think that makes the most sense uh because when becky returned at SummerSlam, who -hmm. did she punk out she punked out bianca quickly yeah won it in like maybe 15 seconds maybe even less then like you know basically won the feud defeated her the next pay-per-views then she moved on to live won her as well and now we see all these women in the elimination chamber match the winner goes on to face Becky or, or Lita beats Becky. You know, the winner faces that right there. But I'm assuming that Becky is going to win. We get Bianca. My heart says Bianca, so does my head. But you never know. They can pull a swerve because they were really hyping up Liv to be like have her big moment. And what's the bigger than winning her title dethroning Becky at, at WrestleMania? So I will say it's a 99% sure I'm saying it's Bianca, but it's a 1% chance Liv. What, what do you think, Ryan? So, well, who's the mystery in the chamber, too? We have maybe Bailey floating around there, maybe Asuka floating around there, maybe maybe like a Yeo from NXT floating around there. All three of those options wouldn't be bad for Becky, but I think, just like you stated, that starting at SummerSlam, Becky set up this Bianca match, and it, for it to pay off at WrestleMania is a nice consolation prize instead of getting Becky and Ronda. So Bianca's the best one to go with going forward? Yeah, I think Bianca is. Um, okay. Just because she should be coming, she should be back soon. From uh, I'm pretty sure she tore her Achilles or an ACL. Um, so I'm I think it'll be Bailey as you, you know. I don't think they'll bust out EO. I would love to see EO. Maybe we see her after um, either after Mania or after the Valentine's Day Massacre. So maybe one of the women that we mentioned, Asuka or Bailey, go to SmackDown instead. We'll see. I don't know with Bailey. I just feel like. If she's not in the mix, why not bring her back to left at the WrestleMania, which is unfortunate for her to miss twice in a row, unless if we can maybe fit her into a title match later. So we mentioned two matches that we were going to keep. Which which two matches we keep in here, Scott? Riddle and Orton. Okay. And for my wild card right here, which it would be a dream match of mine, I'll probably get some Snickers off of this, but Styles and Edge. Okay. The um, I agree that we're going to keep them. Um, Riddle and Orton, I think that is set in stone. Um, it, 
sneaky possibility it could be for the WWE Championship. There's a really dark horse uh, possibility that it can be, so we'll see about that. I, I really hope that's not the case, Ryan, because that's just like a same imitation of Brandy and Bray from a couple years ago. Um when Randy turned on Bray when they were in the Wyatt family together and then won the title, I believe in the Elimination Chamber. And, you know, it's like the same re- retelling. Of, no, Bray won the title, then Randy won it. So it's like, I really hope they don't go down that path again. Riddle and Wyatt, one thing's not like the other there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. That is very true. That is very true. But uh, I don't know. I feel like that's invested in that. It's I honestly, I think it could be their hottest angle going, really. And I why not throw the belt on it? We'll see. But we can go over that a little bit. And then with... My only hesitation with AJ and Edge is, are we going straight baby versus baby? AJ just turned. Edge is this legacy baby. Is he going to just come in and turn on AJ? And, like, your turn's on AJ. There's no, you know, there's no reason to turn. He's not in the chamber where where he would get mad. It's just, how do we get there? I can, you could go baby, baby, and it's like a respect thing. And then after WrestleMania, it's, you know, one of them turned again and and that's the turn, but, you know, that's kind of like my only hiccup is, what's the angle? It could be that, you know, AJ has said he's won all these titles, and, like, you know, he's the best. Um, you know, just cocky AJ, like, you know, being more of a tweener, and Edge takes it, you know, takes that as a slight, and maybe AJ has the win in Elimination Chamber, and Edge, like, comes through and spears him, which I know is just like Michaels getting the match with Taker a couple years ago that led to uh, Jericho winning. Yeah, but, but there's no hint of this is what I'm yeah, saying. I, I, I know, I know. Yeah, there's no hint of this. Maybe old Edge in the chamber, he sneaks in somehow and not like he knocks Kofi off in 09. Maybe he can get in the chamber by doing that to Theory or something. Maybe, I'm not sure. But I don't know. I just want to know how we get there. But we'll fi- they can worry about that. Let's, let's move on and kind of – that's a sneaky WWE title match too we can maybe go over possibly but this card's going to need depth and that's definitely a depth match and star power and everything so 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 far we have five matches brock roman charlotte ronda becky bianca riddle orton aj styles i think those are the obvious ones right yes yes so last time we had cena you think cena's speaking of star power do you think cena's on this card i mean if wwe was smart they they would get Cena because he's in a high profile series right now on with Peacemaker, which uh, I don't know if you've seen it, Ryan. It's not like the squeaky clean Cena we have. We got him smoking weed, banging broads, um, cursing, killing people. And it's just, he's great in it to be completely honest. All these articles I see are him calling him a star, which is, you know, something that WWE was spoiled with for over 10 years with this man. But WWE has not hyped up Peacemaker at all once. I don't know if it's because it's on a rival streaming platform from Peacock with HBO Max or what. But if they were smart, they would strike while the iron is hot and like have Cena come out. Maybe he does like um, a squash match or something. Or maybe um, we have someone calling out Cena and it's like you you too big of a Hollywood star to maybe a heel calls out Cena. I can't think of a heel right now. Maybe you might have a better idea of a heel who's like, oh, he's too big of a Hollywood star to show up. Cena shows up at Mania. You know, even if Cena wins, like maybe have Theory do it. Maybe have Theory be the one that calls out Cena for being a Hollywood star. And then Cena just squashes Theory because Theory would still get the rub from Cena. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, that that would do something with Theory because they've been pushing Theory somehow with those weird segments with Vince since Survivor Series. So so speaking of Survivor Series, this is what I had for Cena before this. Um, we Well, first of all, we had Cena on this card against Ridge Holland. <laughs> we agree that's not happening. We had no. maybe higher hopes for Ridge, but the injury, whatever, it's, it's just it's just not going to happen. It was a bad – we went down the bad road on that one, buddy. But We, anyways, re- we really uh, did. I was, like, hyped trying to, like, come up, like, with how they were going to do the Lars Sullivan because, uh, yes. remember, that was rumored a couple years ago, and I went down the same path with that. Like, oh, maybe this would be a good way to, like, you know, create a monster off the bat. But it's obviously they don't really, I guess, see much in Ridge. Or they just want to slow burn it and have him be Seamus' buddy. I think we went with Ridge because it was safe because we weren't sure if Cena was going to be on the card. So why pull away from someone that we're unsure about? Here's what here's what I had last time for Cena. I had Walter, Big E, Finn Balor going off the, you know, the SummerSlam, pre-SummerSlam stuff. Um, Drew McIntyre, Johnny Gargano, who is no longer with the company, but I used the AJ Styles mode of 2016 of Cena getting him over and everything else. So maybe that's enticing him to come back or whatever. Um, Ridge Holland, scratch. Austin Theory, who you just alluded to. And then I had Edge. And we're not, we figured we'd do Edge later on in the year or something like that. I would say Walter's out. What Now, out of the, let's go with Big E, Finn Balor. Drew McIntyre, Austin Theory, or a wild card of Johnny Gargano. Which one are we <sighs> kicking out? What do you? Who do you like? You know, what are we doing here? I think we got to kick out Big E. They've slowly, they, sadly, they've killed his push. He's now just smiling tag team with Kofi now on SmackDown, which is disheartening. I don't uh, think this push is over. I just think it's paused. Well, I hope that's I hope that's the case because yeah. I'm I'm a real Big E. I'm a big Big E fan, and I I think he could be a main eventer. I just um, look at how real quick on Big E. Maybe this just looking how Paul Heyman treated him in that promo the day after day one. You know, clearly he's and he was moved to SmackDown for a reason. Is that for a Roman feud down the line? You know, Roman Roman's summer and is Big E and Drew McIntyre and that's kind of good spot. I, you know, what I, I mean? would I would be down for that because when he was holding the Money in the Bank, they were rumored that yes. they were like showing stuff backstage segments where he was like. Hey Paul, I'm gonna cash in. Just let yeah. me know. Um, so that that would be nice. I, w- I would really enjoy that. And I think Paul's a big fan of him. And honestly, Paul has a lot of say with obviously what Roman does. But anyways, continue. Uh, Drew, I don't really see that. Um, he's like stuck really in no man's land. Um, unless you have an idea for Drew, because like he's battling Madcap Moss at I have Elimination a shitty, I have a shitty idea. Uh, do, you, I, do you want to go to that real quick and then we circle just back it. to Cena? Like, yeah, that's... it's with the Drew. It's just the focus of Madcap Moss at day one, and then they have Madcap Moss in Saudi. At the Rumble, he returned, and his main focuses were the Happy Crew, or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> yeah. Know? So all this Madcap Moss stuff, who I'm a fan of, but why are they not just blowing it off with? Happy Corbin. Is it because Happy Corbin's facing Drew at WrestleMania? Is that what you're thinking? Is that what you're seeing? Sadly, yes, with him not going yeah. after Baron. Or or they could even do like a, a DQ ending and he takes on Happy and Madcap in like a handicap match. Just something to that extent. Um, but yeah, it, it's really – it's kind of shitty for Drew to be honest because he did a good job of carrying the company during like the – 
quote unquote uh, COVID times. Well, it's just a way to prop him up. They have faith in Corbin and then maybe Drew is just to keep the momentum going. He's the backlash opponent for um, Roman and then backlash leads into spring and then whatever. And then that's maybe the, their, their direction is to keep the product hot with Drew versus Roman after WrestleMania. And the best way of keeping uh, Drew safe and ready for Roman is just to have him kick the shit out of these fucking clowns. You know what I mean? So it's not great, but it might be their only option. Unless if they want to, unless if we just want to agree that Drew is not going against Cena and we have Drew in another match. No, I, I, I agree. Like he's not going against Cena and I, I think he's going to go against Corbin. Do you want it to do it with Corbin and Madcap Moss or just Corbin? I don't think it's both. Um, All right. Just Corbin. All right. I'm going to write it in pencil in case we want to <laughs> delete yeah. it. Um, all right. So Drew versus Happy Corbin. That gets us back to – let's go back to Cena real quick. We have Finn. Uh, we have Theory. Finn's been MIA since Theory took him out a couple weeks ago. Like he wasn't even at the Rumble. Um, or do I, we do we want to just – do we really want to rule out Big E yet? Maybe he was moved to SmackDown because SmackDown was promised Cena. Yeah, that's um, I'm worried, like, because this might be one of the things where we want it more than it might actually. Happen. I know. I know. All right. Well, you want to get back to Cena and then we'll leave it at um, theory or Finn. Yeah, put it put his theory or Finn because, he, you know, I could see it going both ways because I really do like that idea of you of like the SummerSlam thing. And you can have Finn come back and just destroy theory and then yeah, call well, out Cena. Yeah, the the rumors are Finn's going to go heal, and the rumors are that, um, you know, and you can look into the tea leaves, too, because before Vince turns someone, he kind of jobs them out, and he kind of pretty much jobbed him out to, to theory, to boost up theory, because Finn's turning, it's not going to hurt, it's not going to matter in the long run, well, it does a little bit, but matter in the short term, theory can, I mean, Finn can handle a loss to theory on a rise, because he, he's going to turn his direction anyways, which is a heel turn, yeah. so that heel turn comes from Cena, and we can go from there. Honestly, I think that Cena is in a spot that he should be winning a match at WrestleMania. I, I will no. say, I, th- I think, yeah, I, I definitely agree uh, with him winning a match. I do think Cena and Finn would be a banger of a match. So yes. it kind of got me like hooked on wanting to see that now. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll go back to it. But... All right. Is Damian Priest, speaking of Finn Balor, we had Finn Balor versus Damian Priest last time. Is Damian Priest going to be the u.s champion in six weeks the way they're heading towards now it wouldn't surprise me if he dropped the title but i but then that that interferes with my style stuff because him and style are supposed to go fight each other you know on on valentine's day um in a u.s title match so i'm not entirely sure yeah i don't know i think that um i think priest will be the champ i think it's we're priest is in a weird spot he's why is he losing and i i just think that he's a sneaky edge opponent i don't want it so i don't want to bring it up but i think he's a sneaky edge opponent just from them kind of alluding to each other backstage two three weeks ago and then just kind of why is there so much focus on his direction changing with losses real quick and edge kind of being like the whole demon like looking at the the priest side or the the Damien side, so I, I, that sounds like it's up Edge's lane recently. So I don't fucking know what like 
Damian Priest is is he a bad bunny opponent maybe? I don't know. No, I think my the bad bunny opponent may be Sheamus. Do you think we get another retread of the tag team of Priest and Shame of Bad Bunny versus Sheamus and Ridge? No, or? I don't think I don't think so. I, mean, okay. I would think if Priest would be a would be in the baby direction full 100 percent right now. Yeah. Right, I I agree too with Sheamus. So you want to just write that down so we got him? Yeah, uh, Bad Bunny versus Sheamus. All right, so one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We're halfway there, bud. Yeah, we are, and I, I kind of like this. There. I kind of like this. Halfway there. All right, let's table Priest real quick. Okay. You know, we, we can get back to him. Let's hit the tag team divisions real quick. We had four-way matches for both titles. Do you see, you know, do you see four-way matches, or do you see any marquee one-on-one matches or tag team single, whatever you want to call them, tag yeah. tag matches? I. You know, with if Riddle and if we didn't have Riddle and Orton, I would say Riddle and Orton versus Alpha Academy. But I think Alpha Academy is doing a great job. They deserve to be at Mania. That's so, cool. and I'm trying to think of like the other tag teams on Raw right now because there really isn't any. Dirty Dogs, Mysterios, um, Street Profits. So maybe we do Street like the four way would be. Dirty Dogs, Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and we just get like a thrown together tag team. Hurt Business, Dirty Dogs. Oh, you get Apollo and Aziz, Alpha Academy. Let's do Apollo and Aziz. Or even even after St. Valentine's and the Dusty Cup, I can see an MSK call up, add some freshness to it. I would love an MSK call up because you can have them go with uh, Riddle. Because they're all yep. big potheads because they even did the shaman thing a couple weeks ago. <laughs> or even just have them skate by each other and just add, you know, add to their allure. But, um, all right, so we'll go Raw Tag, raw tag Team 4-Way. Yep. Alpha. Yep. Street Profits. Yes, sir. Who else? Dirty Dogs? Dirty Dogs. And I kind of like the MSK inclusion. Fuck it. Let's get crazy. We got to take risks here, buddy. Yes, sir. I, MSK. I so do we want to go to SmackDown real quick? Yeah, let's go to SmackDown real quick. Um, I know we had last time we had the Usos versus New Day in like one last match. And but right now that throws a problem up because it's Usos. They're the tag champs now. I know they're going that they, I think they're supposed to be going against Viking Raiders at Elimination Chamber. So maybe we get Viking Raiders to win right there. Okay. Or do we keep it? Do we? I, no, I kind of like the idea of all of the bloodline holding the titles going into WrestleMania. Yeah, agree. So SmackDown, do you want to? Well, do you want to keep the gimmick four-way tag team? Yeah, let's just do that. Um, Real quick, is there any scenario that the New Day could be facing any other anyone in a like a six-man match like at WrestleMania 32? I, I don't see anyone at this time being. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, do we go Usos, Newsdays, Viking Raiders, and Los Lotharios? Yeah, I, I I like that tag team, and it's a nice two-on-two heel face dynamic. Okay. Usos, New Day. We're we're not getting into which New Days. Um, Viking Raiders, and. Los Lotharios. 
All right, cool. And they had a pretty nice match last week on SmackDown, Lotharios and New Day. Yeah, I like uh, Humberto and Angel. So those, you know, I, they seem to do like a yo-yo with both Humberto and Angel. Like Humberto like was wrestling AJ for the U.S. title a couple years ago. And, you know, then they had Angel part of the um, the Andrades and Austin Theory crew there for a minute. So, like I said, it's a yo-yo, but I, I enjoy them. So, women, let's let's see if we can bang out these women. Women tag team. What do you think? Are, they, are, are Carmella and Queen Zelina going to be champs still? Or are they going to go? What do you think? I, I think they still will be champs. Um, are they still brand, Are they still on Raw brand exclusive? Or do you think they'll open it up for Raw and SmackDown? I think they'll do whatever the fuck they need to. <laughs> that's very true. Do you want to do another four-way with that? Yeah, that's fun. Let's do So we have Carmella and Queen Zelina. Are we going retro? Are we bringing back any teams? Yeah, I actually... Um, here's where I, th- be in the mix. I think it's going to be Bella's. Okay. Um, Riot's, uh, Riot Squad minus um, Ruby. Liv and Sarah. All right, yep. who's the other one? And here's the team that I think is going to win it. Um, just because we haven't had a chance yet to put them in. Sasha and Bailey. Boston Hug or Role Models? I like the... Role Models. Those yeah. Ah! They might need to be babies. <laughs> yeah, it might have to be Boston Hug. Yeah, they might have to be babies. Um, because that's two and two as well. Liv and Sarah. Um, is there any other backups if Liv and Sarah don't work out? I don't think so, right? You could do Natty and Tamina again. Or do, could we get Lita and Trish? Yeah, Lita and Trish could be one because Lita is sticking around. So. Yeah. And that's actually something me and you had messaged about, about possibly Lita and Trish versus um, Bailey and Sasha on their own tag team match. But since Bailey hasn't returned yet, I think that might be just too much me fantasy booking, but you know, I, I just thought that just judging from the rumble, I thought that would be pretty cool because there was two Instagram pictures. Like I know Instagram does their algorithm weird where the first picture was Bailey on her profile, drinking wine, watching the rumble. Then the next one was Trish (laughs) drinking wine. So I was like, I wonder if that's like on purpose type thing, but we shall see. Hopefully, it'd be pretty cool. I would be down for you know, uh, Lita and Trish versus uh, Bailey and Sasha. But like, if how about, not, how about this? Let's get an idea. Let's go Trish, Trish and Lita versus Bailey and Sasha, and then we'll kick the Bailey and Sasha out of that match. All right, so we'll go Queen Zelina and Carmella versus the Bellas versus the Riot Squad, Liv and Sarah. Versus Natty and Beth Phoenix for the ta- women's tag team title, Fatal Four Way, just like the men's. All right, perfect. All right, so we're we're uh, we're we're humming along here, Scott. And uh, I, I I'm I'm kind of excited like how great this is coming along. Like I would I would pay money to watch this, and I'm already paying money to go to WrestleMania. So like you're already if in. We get anything, yeah, I'm already in. But if we get anything close to this, I would be ecstatic. You mentioned the Miz a little while ago. And the Miz Mysterio feud has started in the last few weeks. Do you think there's any legs to that? Do you think that's just like a short time thing, or do you think that's actually something there? Uh, I like the short time thing for Ray, but I, I do think this is going to go to Mania, and I think Dominic turns on Ray at Mania. For the Miz? 
Yeah, for the Miz. Okay. Is the Miz's poppy? <laughs> no, that's Eddie. <laughs> All right, so I'll I'll tra- I'll track down Miz and Mysterio. That feels like it was a 2011 feud. Was that did that happen at WrestleMania? <laughs> no. Do you remember when uh, CM Punk walked out with the title and they did the mini Raw? They did the oh, mini God, yeah. feud, the tournament. Yeah. Uh, Mysterio beat Miz in the finals. Okay, so we haven't figured out Cena, but another legend popped in my head: Goldberg. Goldberg's facing Roman Reigns at Saudi very soon. Do you see Goldberg on this? I know his contract's up at Saudi, but do you think them extending him? Because we have a report today, uh, WrestleVote reported sources state the spot Shane McMahon was going to have a WrestleMania card to be posted near the top. Therefore, WWE now needs major attraction matchups outside of the title matches. This goes without saying, but the WrestleMania card is incomplete fucks. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> which is quite amazing, which is why this is a perfect day to be doing this. It's also a little concerning, Ryan, that they were going to have Shane be so close to the top of a match in Mania, but that just leads to an issue with building stars. And, um, you know, you brought it up earlier, and I, I don't know, I'm starting to like it a little bit more. And I'll let you, you uh, sit, since it was your idea, I'll let you take credit for it or blame if, if we're completely wrong. With what? With this attraction match. Which, oh, the, oh, the Goldberg. All right, so yeah, Goldberg. Goldberg Big E. Is that a way to give Big E a bone? Is that a way to keep him semi-warm? Is that keep him occupied? Keep him in the mix? Keep him in the main event? Maybe he retires Goldberg? This is his dream match, <laughs> according to himself. Yeah, uh, see, I, w- I would love this because, like, you know, he was admittedly, like, he said it multiple times that he's a big Goldberg fan. Smart. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think it would play great. You don't even have to have that long of a match. You know, Goldberg goes between five and ten minutes. I big think it would be fun. Slapping meat. Yeah, exactly. Big meaty men slapping meat. I think it would be a lot of fun. Have Big E do the big ending. And that's all she wrote for Goldberg, who somehow had like a second and third stint in WWE after it finished in, you know, 2000, 2004. Something I never thought would happen. But, you know, have him just go out. Let's jot it down, man. John Cena. I'm going to throw some names. All right, this Raw main event scene is what we have left. John Cena, any of these names stick out to you? I thought we were doing Theory or Finn for Cena. I know, but I'm just going to just extend it real quick just to kind of let everyone know where we're at. These are the people that we haven't booked yet, and John Cena's still out there. Theory, Lashley, Rollins, KO, Finn, Priest. Not Priest. It's a sneaky dark horse, though. I, it really is, because I can see him like doing a passing of the torch thing with Priest, sadly. What um, torch, though? Come on. <laughs> I, I, I know. That's very true. His his jorts. He just wraps them up and lights them on fire and hands them to Priest. KO would be a nice callback to when KO debuted on the roster, on the main roster, because he Does interrupted it fit, Cena. It doesn't fit, because KO's sort of being a tweener right now with him. And Also, I will say that's one thing WWE has done great, is like on Raw... Rollins and KO have been heels up until recently. Jesus Christ, I forgot a name, dude. Bobby Lashley. Yeah, Lashley. Like, if he's world champ, like, who does he go yeah. against? Like, is is it a three-way with Rollins and KO? Kind of what but, I'm leaning. But also, that leads into, you don't think it's going to be Roman versus Brock title for title? We can get to that, but... um. Okay. I don't know. Cena Finn? Scene of thought theory. Do you want to just get back to our bones? What do you think? I don't know. I, I can see Cena theory or Cena Finn. I would like to see Cena Finn. Let's put Cena Finn down. Okay. 
1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. We're running on matches, buddy. I know, we really are. That's not good because we have a bunch of talent still left over. Are we saying that Lashley retains at Elimination Chamber? Um, if if Lashley is in the world title match at WrestleMania, I think he retains. If he is okay. not, if he is facing like a Cena, I think he loses. Okay. Will Lashley Cena interest you? We already put Finn down, but Lashley Cena interest you at all? I mean, I know they had a pretty good match. I want to say at Great American Bash 07. 07 yeah. So that would be nice because that hasn't been brought back since so i'm pretty sure when uh last debuted it was with the tag team it was with a six man with cena and finn a couple years ago when he came back yeah. so that would be nice like you know saying you can even like sort of you know play some revisions history and say that like cena made lashley leave the wwe and now he has came back and he's bigger than cena ever was if you just want to spin it that way so that could be a lot of fun as well I don't know. Let's just let's just move past Cena. Let's give him Finn. Let's say that it. All right, we gotta figure out: is it title for title or is it not? Okay. If it's title for title, that means the brand extension is over the next night on Raw. Unless, in a way, or it's like murky 2011 waters where it's just moving people around where they need them until they kind of get bored of it and then they deepen the roster and they find a brand extension. But I don't know. Or it could be Becky. Ronda Charlotte, where it's just Roman two belts until until he loses it, loses one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but but then you put yourself in a predicament because you don't want Roman to lose until you know after he beats The Rock supposedly next year at the well, other one, mania. Well, he has two belts. He could lose the WWE Championship and still hold that long Universal reign. That and, is true. You know, it, it, in a in a way, Becky winning two belts did mean something. So. You know, this is a nice notch on the belt of Roman's title reign. So we could do that, but it, it hurts the card. I don't. It, it, it really does. I think they're alluding uh, to it just to kind of give the chamber some buzz, and I don't think it happens. I think, but then again, Brock losing twice is weird because, again, he's going to lose up to, at WrestleMania, you would assume. So Brock losing three times at the start of 2022 it just doesn't feel right, but it's Brock fucking Lesnar. He's going to go away till SummerSlam. And come back hot, anyways. You know what I mean? So he it, and it's Brock Lesnar. He can afford it. I say for our own sakes, we 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 don't do it, but I think it's right. an option. Yeah, I, I say we don't do it. Um, we just have Bobby be the the champion. So and is this is this how is this how the rest of our card is going to shake out? Are we going to go Theory Priest in a weird U.S. title match? And then we're gonna go KO Rollins Lashley three way. Yeah, because you can set you can have Vince being like, "Goddamn pal, I I want to see you win some some gold," and like he attacks Theory, and boom, that's our U.S. title match. Or attacks Priest. So Damian Priest. Yeah, sorry, attacks Priest. Yes, I'll, I had an Owen Hart moment where he kicked his leg out of his leg. Now does. Damian Priest versus Finn Balor sound better with John Cena versus Austin Theory, or just leave it? Just leave it. Just leave all right. It. All right. And then we have Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens, who we didn't even have on the card because you convinced us that we was leaving. For the I legit thought he was gone. Okay. Like, you know, I'm glad he's the not smoke gone. out there. He just proved that I was a mark. 
like everyone else, just being like, oh, he's gone. He's going to be with his best friends. He put the coordinates up on his Twitter for Mount Rushmore. He's going with Adam Cole. Like, you know, he, he got us all. And I'm sure he got a nice payday out of it. <laughs> all right. So we're at 16. Let's make it 18 just to, so we can have free matches. All right. Um, and, and we got to have the IC title on here. Uh, that's we don't what have... I was getting to. I, uh, is almost just going to win the Andre or whatever. Yeah. And we're not, not going to include it. Uh, now, the Sonya Deville and Naomi, you said this last time, and I and I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll pencil it in. And then I, I erased it and forgot about it. Um, <laughs> that doesn't have legs, does it? I didn't think so at the time. But then they, like, did the thing during the Royal Rumble where Sonya eliminated um, Ariana from the from their Funkodactyls thing. Mm-hmm. And that, that, like, leads into it. Maybe they bring her in for a little short run, how they brought in Marty Jannetty with the angle versus uh, Shawn Michaels. I'm not comparing it. I'm just saying they could pull from it with this. And they, um, you know, they just have Sonya like beat the hell out of Ariana for, or Cameron, sorry, for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, cause like you said, we're only six weeks away from, from mania. So All right, can... I have a, we have NXT call-ups looming. If you read in the dirt sheets or whatever, or you even look at results, um, L.A. Knight, Tommaso Ciampa, Pete Dunn, Roderick Strong are all rumored to be coming up very soon. Now, are they held off till after WrestleMania or do any one of these guys sneak on? Because in a way, all four of those guys have matches at St. Valens or Vengeance Day, whatever, and could be blown off and off NXT TV. Or are those guys on NXT TV and they're on the takeover to help one more time around? I think they're on that takeover because there is also a takeover. Uh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. I've forgotten about that. There is a takeover WrestleMania weekend. You know, but we did have when Nakamura debuted versus Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn did do pull, pull double duty and was in that ladder match for 32. That's so true. maybe maybe we see Tommaso and maybe uh, LA Knight in like yeah, uh, Tommaso was the name that was sticking out to me because you know what we have Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to be at this show any some way, somehow. So Stone Cold, right? Is he going to be, I have three options for Stone Cold. I have him going to be the guest host as maybe a special enforcer for the main event with, between Brock and Roman, just to kind of give that a little more juice. You know, since they want to go heavy on this guest host stuff now, Ryan, and they had like Hogan and Titus do it last year. I can see they have Austin doing it this year. Well, here's my thing. My roundabout way of bringing up Austin being, is there a way that Stone Cold is the guest host and Mr. McMahon inserts theory as the guest host with Austin or whatever, and then we get Chiampa in the U.S. match against Priest? Because theory and Priest is kind of weird on paper. I'm staring at it, and I'm like, I don't like it. It just doesn't fit. So WrestleMania could end. Theory's WrestleMania moment could be getting a Stone Cold stunner from Steve Austin. Yeah, I could see that, but how would we get Ciampa into well, the U.S. title hunt? Just he debuts on Raw or whatever. Yeah. You know, he because he, it's not like he's it's out of the blue. He's been on main event for the last month. It's a way to, and I can just see those guys lining up. Let's let's stick with our guns. And we'll, Stone Cold, let's go Stone Cold. Stone Cold guest host or Stone Cold referee or both? I, I'm going to say guest host. Okay. Now, adding Stone Cold to the Roman match, 
with Roman with the BS Royal Rumble finish and the BS of Paul Heyman lurking around and all that stuff with Stone Cold added added to that as a special enforcer or the guest referee would that add value and star power to that match? No, because I think they're going to go no DQ on the match. Okay, so we don't need to add Stone Cold there, just even if it's a DQ, just to kind of add yeah. pizzazz to it. Stone Cold as yeah. our guest host is good enough. Yeah, I think so. All right, Stone Cold guest host. I would consider him being in the special guest referee, and I would consider him doing something with Theory, where he would get stunned. Those are my three things: guest host, guest referee, or something with Theory, because Austin McMahon. Get it? Well, I do like that, but if he was like the guest referee for the main event, I could just see him like taken away from it because everyone's just waiting for him to stun Roman or Brock or one of yep. the Usos. So like that's the only reason why I don't see him doing that. What about the IC? What are we doing with the IC? We have Sammy, Nakamura, Cesaro, Ricochet. Do we do a four way or do we or is do we do you think Knoxville is involved with Sammy? Yeah, I think Knoxville is involved with Sammy. So that might that might be another match. Damn. Somehow, like with like this, you know, quote unquote roster that everyone said was, you know, they released everyone. We we are almost at 20 matches. All right, I'll play the game. Sam Zane versus Johnny Knoxville. What about, is is that for the IC title or what are we doing? Is can we get Cesaro? Can we? What are we doing? We got Cesaro, Ricochet, Ridge. And no, Nakamura, Boogs, anything I, else? I can, I can see that being for the icy title, Sammy versus Johnny, and the rest of those people are sadly just in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Yeah. So what was your IC match? Sorry. Uh, Sammy versus Knoxville. And then those people just in the Andre? Yeah, sadly. Ah, that's too bad. I would do I would do like a Sammy Ricochet and then just kind of go out there and have like a classic. You know, not a cla- classic for their standards. We'll go with Knoxville. That's fun. That's fine. So we have Brock versus Roman, universal title. Charlotte versus Ronda, SmackDown Women's. And then this is where we kind of build the card. Spiaka versus Becky for the Raw Women's. Edge versus AJ. Riddle versus Orton. Cena versus Finn. Drew versus Happy Corbin. That has to be better. Um, Yes. Cena Drew, man, that's enticing, but I, we'll we'll go with it. Bad Bunny versus Sheamus, that's kind of going to be awesome. Raw, four-way tag team titles, Alpha, Street Profits, Dirty Dogs, MSK. Um, SmackDown four-way, New Day, Usos, Viking Raiders, Los Lotharios. Women's four-way, Carmella and Queen Zelina, Bellas, Natty and Beth, and then Liv and Sarah. And then we have Sasha and Bailey versus Trish and Lita. We have Miz versus Mysterio. We have Big E versus Goldberg. We have Austin Theory versus Damian Priest for the United States Championship. We have Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and Kevin Owens in a three-way for the WWE Championship. We have Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville for the Intercontinental Championship. That's a Scott <laughs> special. I gave you that one. And then we have, yes, Stone, Cold. We have Stone Cold as the guest guest host. Guest host. Why did I draw a blank on that? But um, that's our card. I like what it. What do you think? I like it a lot. I like it a lot. I hope. Hopefully, we are higher than um the twelve percent right that we had before. Twelve point five percent, buddy. 
sorry, 12.5%. So, you know, I would like to say hopefully we get to like 30, maybe 35%. I would feel pretty good if we, you know, got a third of them right. I would oof, I would say we can get the just – we could maybe get to under 50. You know, I like we're taking chances getting Goldberg in there. But if Goldberg's in it, he's going to fit that Big E. That's realistic. Um, yeah. Cena Finn's a wild card. Edge Cena is more of a wild card than we want, want to lead on. Bad Bunny, Sheamus, I think that I, I would go pretty high on that. Um, like the four-way tag titles are, are, are hard to predict, you know, 16 guys in there or whatever. Um, that's just me trying to get everyone on the card. Yeah, that's just us trying to get everything card. Mysterio and Miz, that could be a thing. Theory and Priest, I'm looking at that and not liking it. But I really like the three-way. I like Lashley, KO, and Seth. I think that's a possibility if you read into the tea leaves. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, um, yeah, this isn't a bad card at all. Uh, I would combine – I would see, I can't – I think McIntyre and Corbin is a, is a lock too. I would combine Cena and McIntyre to make it more sexy, give Drew more sex appeal going forward. But, um, you know, just him kick, kicking Corbin's ass in an eight-minute WrestleMania match works. So, I don't know. It's a pretty good card. And Sasha Bianca, they had a four-star match in, on Raw back in November. So, I can only imagine what they would do with the lights on. You know what I mean? So yes, I don't know. This is a strong card. I, it's it's strong. It's not fantastic, but um, hopefully they get it better than us, buddy. I, I hope so. I really hope so. And I, I I love doing these exercises with you, Ryan. Hopefully, you know we're we we get a little bit better as time goes on. But it's <laughs> nice to think like you know people crap on the roster, but they still got a pretty strong roster right now. Yeah, it just feels like a bunch of upper mid Carter guys, but um. That yeah, we'll is see. true. They need they need to turn that star making performance on, which I know they which we both know they can do. They can do. They need to start elevating guys. They need to start putting pieces in place and going from there. You know. Yep. Cool. All right, Scott. Well, um, we'll, we'll maybe we'll see you back around Mania season for a match or two. Sounds good to me, buddy. Can't wait. Cool. All right, guys. Um, be ready for part two. All right, North South Connection. We're back with. Part two of the installment of this episode of No So Network. I kicked Scott out of the studios and I brought in the better version of Pedestal from the N Network or whatever. Uh, yeah, we, got, we, got, we got Logan here. Logan, what's going on, man? Not too much, buddy. Uh, I can't wait to talk about AEW financials with you tonight. Oh, wait, never mind. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, no, brother. <laughs> that's some heat brother yeah was, we got to a little heat. too much of that early so uh, we'll, we'll just stick to nxt tonight well let's just stick with nxt anyways um we're gonna give you a quick preview of vengeance day which comes to you tomorrow night on sci-fi network logan what's your uh fond memories of sci-fi and ecw back in the day do you have any uh the zombie uh kelly kelly strip teasing uh that's about it i think those are the two things uh for sure definitely the kelly kelly strip teasing um yeah, that, got exactly. my, that, that got me through my teenage years so um <laughs> we'll just put it that way <laughs> perfect and zach Ryder with one-legged tights got put me uh got me through oh, my early teens my early 20s i mean All right, just... <laughs> otherwise zach Ryder popped in my head for that but hey whatever <laughs> Uh, they they were very tantalizing, uh, the those those tights with the one leg and all that stuff. So uh, I get it. 
last time you were on, we happened to talk about NXT. Um, what's your feeling on the product since uh, early December? The last two months. Um, I've I, I liked what they've done so far. Uh, they get they obvious. Uh, we we did war games together, I believe. I think that was the last thing we talked about. Um, they gave Breaker brought Breaker the belt. I thought that was a great idea. Um, we'll talk about the matches as we go, but I, I think Santos is a really uh, Santos Escobar is a really good uh, first opponent for him because I think he's a really good wrestler and I think he can kind of get. Uh, you know, Braun Breaker a little bit further in his development and kind of, you know, he can be a good base for him to kind of bounce or sort of bounce off of and really to show off his power and his uh, and his ability in the ring. Um, but I, I've liked most of the stuff they had going on. The Dusty Cup's been really good so far. Um, I like I kind of like that they got MSK back in the finals for to have like the repeat uh, possibility going there. And the Creed brothers have looked really impressive so far. Um, but, you know, I, I really enjoyed it for the most part. Um, there's a few minor tweaks that I would probably make, but you know, um, for the most part, I've enjoyed it. Uh, you, have you enjoyed it lately? Excellent. Yes. Um, I've, I've been up and down with it. Honestly, out of the four weekly shows that I pay attention to, this would probably be my fourth. Mm-hmm. SmackDown, Raw, and uh, AEW. Uh, so it's my fourth, but I, I still watch each week. I tend to kind of record on Tuesday nights, so. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. happenstance or, you know, a happy coincidence that it landed fourth. Overall, it's you can usually pick out a very good match in a pretty good match each week. Um, the character development has been a fun journey, a bit of a roller coaster, but you see, you definitely see growth within a, a bunch of these new young guys that you've talked about, especially, you know, especially talking about Braun Breaker being probably the head of the class. Um but even at the lower class, like we're not going to talk about Tiffany Stratton here, but just to watch her have three matches and the first one be absolute dog shit and watch her get better <laughs> as she go. And of course, she's in there with Theo Shirai and uh, I forget who her middle match was, but it was also an improvement from a, you know, a quote unquote enhancement talent that she had in her first match where she looked completely lost. But her, you know, her character development and her even her presence and her promos are are pretty good. That's been fun to watch grow. And then just the guys, the key guys that were in the war games, D'Angelo, Waller, and, oh, Carmelo uh, excuse me. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those guys are still on tracking up, you know, and they're still in the same long-term feud that they were in in war games. You know, L.A. Knight linked up with uh, Waller, D'Angelo with Pete Dunne, and Carmelo bouncing around with Roddy and all the, you know, Carmel is now working with Cameron Gimes, Grabs who we'll get to. So those guys are still tracking up. It's just kind of some of the – and Cora Jade has done a really good job, um, mm-hmm. you know, within her growth too. So there's a lot of positives. Uh, there's some of the, there's just some of the negatives are guys that aren't really on this. You know, what's the, the romantic guy? Zion Quinn, right? Oh, yeah, Zion Quinn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a miss. That's a miss for me. And then, like, a few other guys. Like, Andre Chase isn't really a miss. He's a kind of – like a, I would call him like a, a pleasant surprise. He has, he has some like, like presence and staying power, but it's 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 middling. It's it's low card, but there's that's needed. You know what I mean? So um, mm-hmm. I don't, it's definitely it has a bad rap, but you could definitely find some positives in it. And I'm I'm not mad at them taking chances. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and and guys like uh Roddy Strong and Solo Sokoa, I could, I I would like to see them have a match on this uh, cuz Solo's really impressed me so far and Roddy's always a standout. Um but yeah, you you know, you can't fit everybody onto a 2-hour show of uh, NXT if you really want to make it special uh as they kind of make these special episodes every now and then, but you know, 
I, I like how the cards fleshed out, but if a few more additions here and there, I, I could I could be okay with. Yeah, let's you know we're gonna we'll talk that out as we get going, but let's get to this card real quick. Let's start with uh, the most anticipated match. What is that for you? I think I'm looking forward to the Dusty Cup final uh, a lot. I think uh, MSK is obviously a really great team. Uh, they're high flyers and could bounce around and do a lot of cool stuff uh, with their offense. And I, I think the Creed brothers are physical, tough, uh, big guys that can slam slam everybody around uh, and really use brute force to kind of take out all of their opponents. So I think the matchup of styles with that match is really, really intriguing to me. Uh, I, I think that I honestly think the Creed brothers are going to take it. I don't think MSK will go back to back, uh, but I, either way, I'd be happy with uh, whatever the result would be. But I definitely see the Creed brothers taking that one. But I think that's the match I'm most looking forward to. Um, what about you? I would go breaker, but I w- I'm anticipating this match highly, too. It'd be, you know, in my top two or three. But you know, let's start with this. Yeah. So the Creed brothers are on the ascend up through this dusty cup. They last defeated. The grizzled young veterans, and before that, they defeated what Briggs and Jensen. I want to say that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's correct. So the Creed brothers are interesting. They're 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 flanked by um, Malcolm Bivens. They have Ivy Nile, and they still have Roderick Strong for now, unless he gets called up. But um, yeah, I think that you, you made you're assume you assuming that they win and you wanting them to win. I I agree with that, and I think that's the right assumption in the right direction. I, honestly, for MSK, I would not be mad if this is a swan song off NXT because they are main roster ready. They need in, if you insert them right on the Raw roster right now, that head of that tag division, it would fit like a glove in my opinion. So that's mm-hmm. kind of what I would. That's what I would do, and that's what I hope for. And it's a good. I think they are the perfect opponents to make the Creed brothers look like gold, which you know their upside could be and diamond mine too so it's a good you know diamond mine has been taking some l's lately so this dusty cup is perfect to kind of get them back on track up the card yeah without a doubt i yeah i think there's going to be a, a pretty big exodus of uh you know more experienced guys uh after maybe mania uh coming up like your chompas and your la knights and guys like that pete duds the Pete Dunn's yeah. of the world. I think I think there's going to be a pretty big exodus of uh, guys going to the main roster after uh, maybe the WrestleMania or so. Yeah, I'm curious if like they steal a a Tommaso or something and kind of plug him in before WrestleMania to give that a little star power and depth. Yeah, and make him feel make him feel a little bigger. But I could definitely see Dunn, Knight, Roddy, you know, after WrestleMania as calls up as they've been working main event for the last month or so. And on the women's side, Dakota and EO, too, hopefully. So there's going to yeah, be exactly. a huge exit out of the NXT. And that's where it's kind of interesting on where the chips lay on this show after that happens. Because they're kind of treading water right now, as is. But these blue guys that we, you know, we just mentioned do keep the show together and keep a lot of these segments and matches strong. So mm-hmm. that, should, that should be interesting. But, yeah, let's go with the Creed brothers here. They, they have a... You know, NXT has a sneaky deep uh, tag roster, so they could afford losing MSK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think they have plenty of guys and plenty of good teams to, uh, you know, uh, have that division be pretty successful uh, going forward. But uh, it, it'd be nice to still have them around, but they could definitely succeed on the main roster. And, you know, the main roster tag team could use a little shakeup, uh, so they could definitely use that uh, impulse that uh, MSK could provide. And I think we're going to see the the likes of 
Dolph Ziggler's last, this week and, you know, AJ Styles in the past month or so dipping their toes back in NXT to help too. So, and there's nothing wrong with that. But speaking of not so deep, speaking of deep tag team divisions, let's get into a not so deep tag team division. That would be the NXT women's tag team division. Uh, we have a match here for the NXT women's tag team championships. We have Toxic Detraction, Gigi Dolling and JC Jane versus Indy Hartwell in Persia Pirata. Oh, this is probably my least anticipated match, unfortunately, for these ladies on this card. Um, uh, I don't think there's going to be a match here, but let's get into some of the character work here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> toxic Attraction, I still say it's clicking. It's still, I still say there's working. There's still substance and meat on this bones. Pun intended for meat on that bones. But um, oh, uh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Do you think Toxic Attraction could work on the main roster? Or is it kind of just like a good way to establish them in NXT and then they go their separate ways and, you know, Mandy gets called back up and then these two girls are, you know, NXT mainstays as single stars. What do you think? Uh, I could really see it going either way. I, I I would like to see them go up as a group. I think that's something that like the main roster really uh, lacks at this point. There's not a, not a ton of groups, um, especially on the female side. No, nobody's really, uh, they, they, end, they end up just, yeah, they end up just kind of throwing a lot of, uh, you girls together to make you know they created the women's tag team championships and then had like no idea what to do with them after they did like the original match and maybe the the first champs after the after the original ones but like they just had no idea what they were doing so to have a group uh, on the main roster uh, of ladies uh, would be be a good idea I think um, I do think that they'll be in NXT for a good little bit more uh, just to kind of you know. <clears throat> just to kind of get more comfortable w- with what they're doing and like, you know, mold their character a little bit more, especially the tag team girls. Um, you know, I think Mandy could go back up and be successful, but I, I think she definitely is better off kind of being the veteran that's on the roster here and kind of lead these girls along to be a little bit uh, more confident in what they're doing. Um, I, I really think, yeah, this is kind of my least anticipated match as well. I think it'll be good, uh, but I think it's really more about Indy and Persia. I think Persia's probably going to end up turning on Indy in this match. Um, they've kind of been teasing that, uh, you know, uh, Persia, I think, has a crush on Duke Hudson, and then they have, like, pictures of uh, Indy Hartwell and him hanging out in the past or something like that. So I think they're they're really teasing a lot of dissension. They've been doing that for a while um, with them, too. So I, I really think this is kind of a red herring for that team to break up. I agree, and um, you know, kind of all this, kind of all the discussion this match warrants. You know, I think exactly. <laughs> you know, I don't think you know the ceiling here is probably two and a quarter stars. <laughs> you know, oh. let's, just, let's, just, let's just continue that this character work and you know build up the card. It, it could be all right, but yeah, this I don't know if there's any colder t- uh, championships than the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships in this company. And that's a company with a 24-7 title. So um, uh, I, I, I would say the women's tags on the main roster are probably a little colder, but it's close. <laughs> that, that's a discussion for another day. But um, could, could you name, do you know who the women's tag team champions are on the main roster? Can I phone a friend? No. Have a lifeline? No. I have, think, I have to think about it. Oh, it's um, uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Popping my head, if you're like, if you're like, hey, who's the Intercontinental <laughs> Champion? She's get up and order. Who's the U.S. Champion? <laughs> Damian Priest. I get that quick. This one I had to, you know, dig deep. 
But um, yeah, I really only know that because I knew Carmella faced Bianca on uh, my, uh, not last Monday, but the Monday before, and she had the title, so uh, I barely remembered. Yeah, it's 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 something. Have you ever been in a whip, weaponized steel cage match? No, but it sounds like a good time. <laughs> Have you? No comment, my friend. No comment. <laughs> this sounds like but, something uh, in Japan. This like a electrified steel cage match or something, or something that TNA would do. Uh, what, what a ridiculous name for a match, but uh, I think it should be fun. Or some dominatrix basins. Either or, you know. Yeah, you know. Either or, Either or yeah. <laughs> We got a weaponized steel cage match between Pete Dunne and Tony D'Angelo. Speaking of characters, Tony D is my guy. All right? And he's new to this wrestling game. But my boy's coming along not too bad. He had a pretty good match with Cameron Gimes for the uh, North American number one contender match that I happened to watch before recording this. And it, uh, <laughs> it was pretty good. No, Cameron Grimes, I think he's a very good wrestler and a very good character mm-hmm. and everything else. But Tony D looked like he belonged. He's, uh, he's got the gym pants on, like he's a 65-year-old guy on Sopranos. He's got the wife beater on. It's coming together. I was concerned that he's going to be a one-hit wonder with the gimmick, but he's been showing me some chops in the ring, and he's only like six, seven, eight months into his wrestling career. So I got some hopes for Tony D. Yeah, he definitely looked uh, looked really good in that match with Grimes, uh, and he still has the character stuff down pat. He did the whole uh, funeral for Pete Dunne uh, mm-hmm. after they had their match at the last uh, special event or whatever you want to call them. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think he's definitely coming along in the ring. Uh, like I said, he's got the character stuff down. Uh, he has he's really good on the mic and feels comfortable uh, in segments like that. So uh, as long as he continues to develop in the ring, I think he'll be a standout for uh, a, a long way to come on NXT for sure. Yeah, and then we got Pete Dunne, you know, a guy we mentioned earlier about should be moving up. He's got that new contract back from the summer, and he sh- so he's established. He's in the system. He's gone through the systems twice, three times now, NXT, NXT 2.0, and fucking UK. So he has a lot of history. He's been in the system since 2007. It's time. Pete Dunne needs to go to the main roster and work his way up the mid-card and see what we got. You know, um, unfortunately, I think he's at first he should be like a tag wrestler and kind of find his way. But he's a hell of a, hell of a talented guy, and he... He's probably going to put over D'Angelo here, and it's mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt him in the spot to ascend someone up the card and move on for the most part. I'm just curious how he would do on the main roster because it's not like he's going to go out there and light. He has, like, presence and charisma, but I don't mm-hmm. know how it translates on the main roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see him kind of struggling on the main roster. I, what, what I think I would do, um, you know, they moved Ridge Holland up uh, and kind of teamed him with Sheamus. Maybe kind of put him in that kind of group, make like a, you know, British yeah. or United Kingdom kind of stable there. Um, and it, kind of put all those guys together, make make it make his transition a little more comfortable. Like I think they have for Ridge. I mean, Ridge hadn't done anything impressive other than get his nose broken by ricochet uh but he hadn't looked bad i think he's done well enough uh and i think it's really smart that they paired him with a veteran like seamus but like yeah putting him with a group like that uh i think could do a, a lot of good for him on the main roster because uh, i think he definitely uh needs to kind of ingratiate himself into the main roster a little, like you know a little more comfortably maybe with a group like that because uh, i think he might uh kind of fall by the wayside on his own so uh, i definitely Absolutely. think that would be a good, good idea. Call to put them with them I think that's a great idea. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. 
oh, this match has upside. You know, it's a steel cage gimmick match. So, it and these guys are pretty good work. Well, Pete Dunne's a very good worker, and Tony D, he, he's coming along. So, I'm mm-hmm. sure that they could easily go out there and have a pretty decent match. And there's a lane where this could be match of the night. It depends how goofy the weaponized steel cage would get. But, I don't know. I, I have high hopes for it. I think it's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think it'll be a solid match. Yep, and then good we weapon, got, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is warranted. This in plus this need, that needs to be the blow off for that feud. It it, it really does. <laughs> but um, the next match here, the second to last match here, we have Carmelo Hayes versus Cameron Grimes for the North American title. What's the chances Cameron Grimes wins the North American title here? And that's a way to get the in in Carmelo can extend up the card and work his way to the NXT title. What do you think of that? Or is just just a bump in the road, and uh, Carmelo is extending up with the title. What do you think? I, I want to say I want to say Car- Carmelo wins uh, and retains and kind of ascends with the title. Uh, but I think this is a good spot. Uh, I don't think any of the other titles are going to change on this one. Um, so I think this would be a good spot to kind of do a title change. I think Cameron Grimes definitely deserves it. He's been really great lately. He's done a lot of stuff with the character of the, you know, redneck millionaire or whatever. Um, but, uh, I, I think, I think this is a spot where you could, could do a title change. If you want to keep it on Carmelo, I totally understand. But I I think, I think, I think Cameron, uh, definitely deserves it. Um, and I, I think I'd probably lean more toward Cameron Grimes taking it, but I could definitely see Carmelo taking it forward and still ascending to the like NXT championship kind of level, uh, even with the belt. Uh, but I, the only reason I think Grimes wins here is because I don't really know anybody else on the face side that could beat him down the road. So uh, I think Grimes would be a good pick. I, yeah, I just see Grimes, the possibility of Grimes taking it. Because the landscape for the NXT young guys is just kind of it's kind of heel heavy, with D'Angelo mm-hmm. and Waller, and uh, you know even to go deeper, it's it's a little heel heavy, and I think that Breaker's going to eventually need challengers, which could be Carmelo, you know, down the road in the summer mm-hmm. for a takeover or whatever they're called. So and then Grimes could use the bump too to work with whoever you know forementioned D'Angelo Waller and guys like that. So I think it's a good way to get the belt off Hayes before, and then extend them upwards without it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I definitely think that would be a good idea, and I think I think that's probably what will end up happening. So uh, I definitely I definitely could see it. Yeah, but then again, if it if it stick stays on Carmelo, it's a good bump in the road and a good notch on his belt, and let's move forward. I think um, Carmelo if Carmelo was a little bit taller, I think he's can't miss. You know what I mean? But um, mm-hmm. everything yeah, else he's pretty small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, th- I think I think he definitely sends up the card either way. But I, I, I'm going to go with Grimes as a pick if I have to give one. <laughs> Agree. And I, and I, you know, and I'm kind of a Cameron Grimes hol- uh, holder. I've appreciated him for, for however, you know, since 2019, since he's been on NXT. And even before that, as Trevor Lee, I thought he was pretty good. And he always had something. And to watch this character evolve and grow into what it is. I think it should be awarded in that, in, you know, in awarding with this belt is an excellent way of doing so. You know, a few, a few guys not on this card that we should, you know, briefly touch on is Grayson Waller. What do you think of our boy Grayson Waller? Because, hey, I think we started the Grayson Waller fan club before the Grayson Waller fan club was a thing. On the last episode, <laughs> as, as I was gushing about him, you added to it and it got a little heat out there, brother. But I think 
I think besides his terrible look, but I think the terrible look kind of adds <laughs> to the flavor of Grayson Waller. So where's Grayson Waller at on this send up the NXT cards? What do you think? I think he's definitely been doing great stuff lately. I like that he kind of added a, uh, a bodyguard in uh, Sanga. I think that I believe that's his name. Uh, even though he kind of lost to uh, LA Knight on the last episode of NXT, so um, uh, that made him kind of look, look a little bit weak. But it was kind of by nefarious means. So, but um, but yeah, I, I've been loving what Waller's been doing lately. We were definitely the first two on that uh, fan club. We might still be the only two, but I, I think he's been doing <laughs> great great stuff lately. I like that he kind of paired up with AJ Styles for a little bit. Um, they had they had a pretty good match on NXT. Um, and and uh, I, I just think his character stuff has been great. Uh, yeah, his outfit's terrible, but he's a heel, and it makes him look more like a douchebag. So I think it kind of fits uh, what he's yeah. going for. He's kind of going for the, you know, Jake Paul, uh, Logan Paul knockoff. I think that's what he's kind of going for, Australian play, Australian kind of version of that. Um, but I think he's been doing great stuff, and I'll, I'll never say a bad word about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mixed with Jamie Kennedy in that uh, crossover movie from like the early 2000s. <laughs> Whatever that movie was called, White Man, whatever. I don't know, but you know what I'm, I hope you know what I'm talking about. No, I, I got you. <laughs> I can't think of the, the movie, but uh, that's kind of his lane. But I, you know, I have high hopes for him, and I think they do too. I uh, he's gonna obviously evolve and not be this his whole career, but I think it's a good jump spot, jumping jumping point for him. And um, I think kind of I don't want to say sky's the limit, but I think he has a bright, a big upside. Yeah, I think the fact that they already put him on Raw for, you know, those little bitty segments that he did with AJ, I think that means they have a lot of faith in him. So I'd like to see where – I'm going to be really excited to see where he goes in the future. For sure. All right, so with Grayson Waller, there's L.A. Knight. Out of the guys I mentioned earlier going up, do you think L.A. Knight or Tommaso Ciampa has more upside in the immediate out of all those guys? Because those will be my two guys right away for uh, upside-wise. I'd probably go L.A. Knight. I think he's more of a Vince guy, if that makes sense. I think Tommaso is kind of a tri- Triple H guy, so if Triple H isn't around, I don't know that he he's going to get the uh, push or uh, storylines or whatever he deserves. Um, I, I, I definitely think Tommaso is more talented, but I, like I said, I think L.A. Knight's more of a Vince guy. He's got a lot of character. He's real boisterous. Uh, you know, He has all the good catchphrases with the yeah and let me talk to you and all that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah. I think I, I think he'll immediately kind of, uh, people will kind of immediately latch on to him when uh, if you haven't watched NXT, which I can't imagine anybody that watches WWE Weekly hasn't been over the past, uh, you know, however long Tommaso's been there. Um but I, I think he'll ingratiate himself more to like the people that don't watch all the time, I guess. Uh, if they just happen to flip it on, I think they'll kind of uh, latch on to L.A. Knight a little bit more. Yeah, I think Tommaso has a little bit more of like a built-in fan base, let's say, or a built-in goodwill with mm-hmm. within the WWE. So uh, I could, you know, I could see them inserting him into the mid card. Honestly, either of them inserting him into the mid card title picture on either brand, and really being a viable challenger. And if they want to go with them, either t- either champion seems a little vulnerable right now. So either guy could kind of make some waves in the mid card and kind of go from there. But I don't know if you, if they would insert either in the main event, I would go Chiapa. But I don't see any of these guys in the instant main event scene really. Mm, yeah, yeah, they definitely have to be like 
maybe they might be immediately into like the IC US picture, but I'd even say that that's probably a little out of reach to start off with. They'd have to really uh, show show their uh, what they can do on TV a little bit before that on the kind of lower mid card and kind of squash a couple of guys or something like that. Yeah, throw some of these guys not together like in this group, but together with other mid card guys, maybe make tag teams or something, kind of like they with Madcap and Corbin or. Shinsuke and Boogs, stuff like that. With you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. they make they're making that stuff work. But um, the other guy, real quick, is Ziggler. You know, he's a guy. I've been always a proponent of when since this 2.0 stuff started of moving guys that are better than NXT forever, get them on the main roster, and having guys dip down. I think it's been a success. I think it's a great idea, and I'm I'm here for it. I I want more. I would like more of it, and I think Ziggler is the perfect guy to do it. He, he fit in like a glove the other night in that segment. If you haven't watched NXT in a while and you want to watch a segment to get familiar with a few guys, go watch that segment with between Santo Escobar and Braun Breaker, which we'll get into next, where first Ziggler inserted himself, and then mm-hmm. after that, Chiampa inserted himself, and I instantly wanted to see Chiampa versus Ziggler. So is that going to happen on Raw? Not sure. Is that going to happen on NXT? Not sure. That could happen... WrestleMania weekend on NXT TakeOver. We don't, you know, I don't know. So they got some option here, but I'm here for it. It's good stuff. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely a, a, a could be a way to get Tommaso up to the main roster. It could be kind of a match on Raw with uh, Ziggler or something like that, or they could they could have a match on TakeOver, like you said, uh, coming up on WrestleMania weekend. Um, I, I I liked the fact I like the fact that they're kind of dipping some of the main roster guys down to kind of just give a, a little bit of a brush to the NXT guys. Um, I, I will say I didn't kind of like that they put him uh, them in that segment with uh, Breaker and Santos because I feel like it kind of took away from Santos being the the challenger on this on the show that we're talking about. Um, I mean, I, I think he has enough presence, and he showed it. He showed he showed it in that segment uh, to kind of you know make himself seem like he's a viable challenger and all that kind of stuff. But it kind of took away from the fact that like he's the guy that's getting the title shot. They're already talking about him, uh, you know, Breaker facing uh, Ziggler and Champa afterwards. So um, I, I would have liked to do it be done in a little bit different of a segment, but I do like that they're kind of putting guys like Ziggler back down uh, to kind of give a little rub to these guys. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind it, but I understand your logic of that. So, yeah, I just don't see – I don't think many people see Santos being a viable option of taking her off. So might as well get him in the mix with some established stars to make his star feel brighter. So I get it, but mm-hmm. I get, but I definitely get what you're saying, but I just don't – I don't anticipate much from, from Santos <laughs> in, in that spot with Breaker. But before we get to Breaker, let's talk about who I perceive to be his – Stand and deliver WrestleMania weekend opponent as a Gunther. Have you ever heard of Gunther? Uh, I, I've recently heard of him. I, th- I think I think I've seen a, cu- a couple of his uh, segments uh, since he's become Gunther. Uh, but yeah, he, he's definitely going to be uh, a top top tier contender for Breaker coming up for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I think it's an excellent spot for Gunther, mm. formerly Walter, and his whole group Imperium. We should get Imperium versus the Free Brothers, which is here's the thing. Imperium as a tag team, Marcel Bartel and Baby and Iker, fan fucking tastic. If you haven't right. watched, mm-hmm. listened to us and watched War Games, you saw that excellent tag match, and 
you know, you're welcome. <laughs> I think as we bolster that tag team up, I think that Gunther is going to stay with them and eventually get moved up to the main roster. You know, obviously because of the name change, obviously because whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm just not sure when. Is it going? Is he going to stick around in NXT and fill that void once all these mid card guys, well, mid card main roster guys leave NXT? Um, maybe, possibly, could he be called up? Could he lose the breaker at at uh, Stand and Deliver and get called up with his group? Uh, you know, night after Raw or right after SmackDown after. Possibly. But um, I think Gunther's in a good spot. And honestly, I'm just glad. Unfortunate. The name the name change is unfortunate. We're, we're skating around it. Yeah. The name change is unfortunate. Gunther's better than Gunther Sparks. But <laughs> I get it. And hopefully in six months, Gunther is so fucking awesome that Walter, the name change, isn't even thought of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he'll, I think he'll be as awesome as he always has been. I, I mean, I think you know the the haters are there are gonna hate and just talk about the name change every time he's on the screen. Um, but I, I think the true fans uh, will learn to ignore it and just kind of go with it. Um, but yeah, I, think, I, 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 I take it as I take it as take it as goodwill as in they're gonna change his name because they want to invest in him. Well, that could be me being optimistic, but you know that's. I'll be optimistic. Fuck it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I think that's a that's definitely a possibility for sure. Um, but yeah, I could really see it going either way. Um, I could see him, you know, them having a banger at the takeover on WrestleMania weekend or whatever kind of show they're gonna do. Uh, it's not a takeover, obviously they don't do those anymore. Um, but I, the show on WrestleMania weekend, I could see. I definitely think that's gonna be the match. Um, but I can see it going either way. I can see them have end up having a banger and uh, him going to the main roster and, you know, the Creed brothers taking the titles off of Imperium and them going the next night or, you know, whenever the the Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, I could kind of see that or the SmackDown. Um, but I definitely could see him staying down and kind of booing that that heavyweight division, maybe even beating Breaker at that uh, that that show um, and kind of being the heel that uh, Breaker is going to have to chase again. Um, and, you know, eventually beat uh, and to, to get his title back. Um, but I, I could definitely see it going either way. I think I would prefer him to probably go ahead and go to the main roster because, you know, he's not the I mean, he's not super old either, but he's not the youngest guy at the same time. So, um, yeah, I, I think I'd prefer him kind of have a really good match with Breaker and then go up. But I, I would be OK with it either way, because I think he's awesome regardless of where he ends up. <laughs> I, I, and I hope he's treated as such. But unfortunately, we've talked more about Gunther, and we totally surpassed the main event of this show, which is Braun Breaker versus Santos Escobar, flanked by Legado Del Fantasma. Um, I alluded to earlier, about two seconds ago, that Santos has 0% chance to win this match, as he should. <laughs> but, I, but I think it's a fantastic opponent to showcase what Braun Breaker is all about, because, you know, it could be the first time that guys watch... Braun Breaker in a singles match. I don't know, man. I, I think out of all the prospects on NXT 2.0, he is easily the highest prospect right now. And without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I, I would just let him marinate as NXT champion for now and just keep building him, building him, building him. And sky is the limit for him. He's got the look. He's got the charisma. The promos are coming. The presence is there. The in-ring, there has been nothing to show that it's not there, and he's had a handful of great matches with Tommaso Ciampa and uh, and Roderick Strong and a few and a few others in you know multi-man match spots, and he was the highlight of the War Games. So mm-hmm. I think that 
Breaker just needs to add to the resume, and this is the perfect guy to do it. Santos is a very good hand. He has a mm-hmm. pretty good resume for him within NXT, and throw him out there, and you know, four in the quarter, ceiling for these guys. But hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Let's let's get it. You know, that's how I look at this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think Santos is a great, like I said, he's a great first, the challenger for Braun. I, I think he's a really good wrestler. I think he's a wrestling, good wrestler in ring. I, I really like Legato del Fantasma. Nothing that they've done in the last, really since they've been there, hasn't impressed me. You know what I mean? I think I think they're all great. They, they're always a standout when they're in the ring. The two tag guys, while they might not be the biggest name, be the biggest guys or anything like that, they always throw it all in the ring and i i think that oh, they're, they're just great really great heels man mm-hmm. yeah without a doubt and I, I think santos is just as good as those guys as well so i think this is a really good matchup for braun to you know kind of continue to stand out and continue to uh, ascend uh his, his status you know even higher he, he's the champion but you know he can become one of the best uh, nxt champions of all time uh and you know just continue to have great matches uh, but I think this is definitely the best challenger they could have put uh, him in there with uh, to kind of just continue to uh, show how great he is. Yeah, at least in 2.0 history, the best of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Without a doubt. <laughs> all right, Logan, hey, thank you for jumping on with me. You know, if you guys listen to this, give NXT Vengeance Day a chance. If you listen to this late, it's probably going to be on your DVR and sci-fi or whatever. Um <laughs> you know, this, they've been building to the show, and I anticipate it to be a pretty good one. And, you know, build another building block to their show at WrestleMania weekend that they are striving to kick out of the park to kind of kick the naysayers, you know, six months away from turning into 2.0. Uh, you know, I think it's, you know, it's is it NXT of black and gold? It's not. It's, it's not. But like mm-hmm. I said, they're starting to run the same offense. They're both – the varsity and the JV are running the spread. So – it kind of is what it is, but they're on the same playing field now. So I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I think – I think they're going to change the playbook. <laughs> you know, <but> that <laughs> yeah, that, that could, that's an ever-changing playbook for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think they're definitely uh, getting up there. I think uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if that exit, this big exodus of uh, either the veteran guys happens uh, to see where they kind of go from there. Uh, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, and I'm excited to see those guys uh, possibly go to the main roster. So I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what the future holds for these guys. Awesome. Good stuff, Logan. Thank you again, my buddy. No problem. <laughs> I'll, I'll always talk to NXT. I'll be your NXT guy. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys, till next time. Thank you.
choose